Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the PodCon Go Network. PodCon Go, family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Alderbury Tales. Grab your compass and your chess set. It's time for a story. Today's story is part two of My Mom Detective, The Birthday Present by William Stair. This is part two of a multi-part story. If you haven't listened to part one yet, this part won't make any sense. Go back and listen to part one. But if you've already listened to part one, then we'll get right to part two. That night, Dad brought home Chinese takeout, and afterward we watched a movie that fit in with our hike and gobbled popcorn. I fell asleep after, without even thinking of the box sitting quietly near my bed. After all that exercise and my restless sleep the night before, you'd think I would sleep peacefully. You would be wrong. No sooner did my head hit the pillow than I was in the jungle again. This time it was night, and not far ahead, I could see firelight. I pushed my way through the dense plants, hoping the jaguar was not behind me. Suddenly, the jungle ended, and I was in a clearing. All around me were people. Their brown skin shone in the dancing firelight that came from many torches. Their eyes and white teeth were bright against their dark skin. They had very little clothes on, and while they were grown-ups, they weren't much taller than me. However, they looked very strong. They paid no attention to me, which was fine, because I knew I was in a dream. All the people were moving toward a tall building that was a short distance away. In the dark, it was a little hard to see, but I soon recognized it. It was a pyramid. Not as big as the Egyptian pyramids, but still big, and with steps going up on each side. It was flat on top. As they moved, I was somehow pulled along. You never know why things happen in dreams, I guess. Then we were climbing. The steps were very steep, and there were torches on both sides. Up, up, up we climbed. When we got to the top, just before my legs stopped working, I saw three very scary things. Somehow, that jaguar had gotten to the top of the pyramid and was pacing back and forth, like it was unsure how to get down. Every so often, it would look at me, and in the torchlight, its eyes shone like green fire. Also, here was a giant snake, that wriggled and twisted in the dancing light. It had a huge rattle at the end of its tail. Finally, sitting in his wheelchair was my friend Kofi. You might remember Kofi from one of my other stories. I met him when he was the boy on the porch. So why was seeing Kofi so scary? Because he was dead. He had died of a strange illness, 
but here he was, thin as ever, wrapped in a blanket and standing at the top of a pyramid in the middle of the jungle in my dream? Nothing scary about that. Hey, Armando, said Kofi. Want to see something strange? Before I could answer, he tossed the blanket aside and stood up. Kofi was 12 years old, and I'd never seen him stand. He was a lot taller than me. Pretty neat, huh? He said with a laugh. He reached down, and suddenly the jaguar was right below his hand. He rubbed its spotted head. It crouched down and rolled on its back so he could rub its tummy. If we were in Africa and this was a lion, I'd name her Simba, Kofi said as he rubbed. But here, her name is Balaam. He stood and motioned for me to follow him. We walked very close to the giant snake, and Kofi ran his hand along its scaly body. I realized it was carved of stone and not a dangerous snake at all. The way it was carved made it look like it was moving in the flickering light. This is Kukul Khan, the feathered serpent. We're visiting his pyramid, but I don't think he minds. In the center of the flat top of the pyramid was a small house made of stone. Kofi walked into it, and I followed. Inside, there was a stone block with something set out on it. It was Kofi's chess set, the one he had left for me when he died. He looked at me with his sly smile and said, Want to play chess? Wait, what? Suddenly, I was back in my bed, in my room. It was light out and raining. Dad was standing by the door. I said, I'm leaving for work now, but do you want to play chess after dinner tonight? Uh, sure, Dad. Okay, give me a kiss and I'll see you then, he said, walking over and kissing me as I sat up in bed. You'd better get up. I got some great new cereal you might want to try, and it's not long before you go to school. And with that, he turned and went downstairs. A moment later, I heard him get his bike out of the garage. My dad is a connoisseur of cereals. Connoisseur is a French word that means a person who's an expert on something, especially food, drink, or art. Now, I'm not sure what my dad knows about art, although he does like my drawings of monsters. However, when it comes to cereal, he knows and loves the best, especially in very large amounts. Count Chocula, Lucky Charms, Fruit Loops, all the famous ones are well known to him. But have you ever heard of Punch Crunch, Sir Grapefellow, or Fruit Brute? Dad has. I went downstairs to see what the new cereal was. Star Wars The Mandalorian, said the box. It had a picture of something that looked like a gray bat on the box. Desmond had just poured some in a bowl, so I reached over and took a sample. He yelled, hey, and tried to hit me with his spoon, but I was too fast. I popped the cereal pieces in my mouth. Ugh. I sat down at the table. Mom walked over with a bowl and a smile. The usual? She asked. I nodded, and a few moments later, 
a nice box of nut and honey Cheerios appeared. Hmm. After breakfast, we got ready for our two hours of regular school. I'm taking programming and math. That day, I built and began the programming of a robot forklift. The rest of the day was taken up with important stuff, like reading, playing on the trampoline, and checking out the vegetable garden Desmond, Mom, and I were growing. Desmond's squash plants are taking over the whole garden. We picked some tomatoes, an eggplant, two red peppers, and a huge zucchini. Mom was making ratatouille and pasta for dinner. Ratatouille is another French word. It means vegetable stew. We grew all the vegetables for it, except the onion, which came from the store. Whenever mom says ratatouille, Desmond and I both make rat faces and scratch with our fingers. Fun. Oh, and I set out the chess set for my game with dad. By the time dad got home, the smell of ratatouille was all over the house. He put his stuff down, took off his bike helmet, and said, I smell ratatouille. Then the three of us made the same rat face and fingers, while mom just shook her head and smiled. After dinner, mom and Desmond read the latest Junior Spaceman magazine, while dad and I played chess. He won, again, but I got in a couple nice moves. At one point, he showed me how to make a castle, a sneaky chess move. If you want to know what it is, look it up on the internet. Then... It was time for bed. For Armando, it's time for bed. And for us, it's time to wait until next week for part three. Waiting can be difficult. We've been talking about that a lot lately in our house. Have you ever heard of the word anticipation? Anticipation is that feeling you get when you know that something is going to happen later and you just keep thinking about it. Kind of like how you get to listen to part three of this story once I make the episode and publish it next week. Or like how Armando will finally get to open that box from Grandpa Bill when it's his birthday. Hmm... I wonder what's in that box. And I wonder what Armando will dream about on this night. I hope it's a good dream. He could use a good dream after those scary ones. Thanks again to William Stair, my father, Grandpa Bill, for writing these stories for Elderberry Tales. And thanks to you for being such a good listener. I'll see you next week.